guys, and thank you for listening to the Campus Safety Voices podcast. My name is Amy Rock, and I am Senior Editor for Campus Safety. Each year, Campus Safety has a Director of the Year Awards program that recognizes K-12, higher ed, and hospital police chiefs, security directors, emergency managers, or heads of security and or public safety who demonstrate outstanding leadership skills, ingenuity, and selflessness. We name a winner from each sector at one of our Campus Safety Conferences. The nomination materials we receive for each finalist are chock full of notable accomplishments. To give the finalists more deserved recognition, we like to chat with them further to highlight a few of their most impressive accomplishments or achievements they are especially proud of. For this interview, I spoke with finalist Anthony Pluretti, who is the Executive Director of Campus Safety for Widener University in Pennsylvania. And Anthony spoke to his department's three guiding principles, which are foundations of a customer-centric team, delivering customer service, and ongoing improvement. Here's our chat. Be sure to subscribe to Campus Safety's YouTube channel and like or leave a comment on our videos. Or subscribe to our Campus Safety Voices podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. As a Campus Safety Director of the Year finalist, uh, there are obviously a lot of impressive things that you've accomplished in that role. And before this chat, you and I briefly talked about customer centricity, what that means to you and how you have emulated that uh, throughout your accomplishments. And can you share in general what customer centricity is and what it means for you and your department? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, you know, customer centricity is defined as uh, immersing ourselves in the situations, uh, perspectives and expectations of our customers. Um, it's important for us to all know, especially in higher education, that um, we're all salespeople and we are constantly selling our customers on, on our institution. Um, and so when we look at every aspect of the customer experience and how that plays into the, to their larger perspective of how they feel about the institution, um, it's important to know that these feelings drive uh, their decisions. And so each small observation, interaction and experience culminates into the larger opinion uh, of that feeling. Um, and so, you know, why does that matter for, for law enforcement? Well, you know, we, we worked with here at Widener, we worked with a, a consulting company called AAB and they did this great workshop uh, about a month ago where they showed at this imaginary institution, if uh, the retention rate from first year sophomores was only about 80%, which is the national average. And then we look at, you know, junior to, or uh, sophomore to junior is, is better. It's about 90% and from junior to senior is 95%. If we were able to somehow launch new initiatives that would increase the first year to sophomore retention by 5%, uh, at this fake imaginary institution that we had, it would be about 31 additional students that we would have to retain. But if we retain them all the way through to commencement, uh, it would bring in an additional $4 million in revenue uh, for the institution, uh, which is an astronomical number uh, when you think about how many students that is. Um, and so, you know, a lot of tuition dependent institutions, uh, state or private, um, you know, our departmental budgets and our staffing levels and enhancements that we have for our teams are dictated by that revenue. Um, and so it's important to note that every member of an institution is part of the recruitment and the retention team. Um, and that includes law enforcement. Um, law enforcement, in, especially in higher ed, you know, has a lot tougher of a job when it comes to customer centricity uh, than other departments do, just because of, it, of our nature. We have to enforce laws. Uh, we have to enforce campus policies and procedures. And so um, naturally that puts us in, you know, more difficult conversations with the community. 
Um, but uh, looking at it on the bright side, right, it also makes us in the best position to exceed that community's expectations, because the expectations of that conversation are going to be probably this is going to be a bad interaction. So we can really have a great opportunity to exceed that. And really the first step in that, right, is, is to just complete an assessment uh, throughout the campus. That's what I did when I first started at Widener. Um, I started in February, 2020, I had one month uh, before the, the pandemic locked everything down. So it's been an interesting two years uh, to start at a new institution. But, you know, first thing you have to do is, is just take a look, you know, to look at the, you know, call, call dispatch and find out what, how do they answer the phone? Um, do, do they sound happy to talk to you? Do they sound like they're gonna solve your problem or they're, they're engaged or they care? Um, you know, look at how the officer responds to that call and, and what's the type of interaction. You're looking at how they appear, you know, what, what's their patrol invisibility, paperwork, forms, anything that a customer comes into contact with is part of customer centricity. Well, the good thing about starting when you started is hopefully it can only get easier in some ways for you, or at least you've, you've been through, you know, the worst of it. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Crazy. The benefit, right, honestly, of starting in the middle of a pandemic is that I got to push the plate uh, or the pause button on everything that happens on a day-to-day -day campus, things like investigations and incidents that usually would derail overall department strategy and progress. Um, I got to put a pause on that for the first year, which gave me plenty of time to really dive into all of this and, 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 and springboard kind of the entire initiative. It's kind of nice to hear you, most people just talk about the downside of it, but it's kind of nice to hear it flipped like that. And I, I know we had spoken that your department has three main principles that you follow and more kind of about what we were just talking about, but the first being foundations of a customer centric team. So what does that mean for you? Yeah, so the first and foremost, right, we have to recognize that every single member of our department that goes out every single day um, you know, there are ambassadors, there are salespeople uh, for, for whatever services that we're, we're, we're selling, essentially, whether it be the institution or just an interdepartmental uh, service that we're working on. So it's really important that those salespeople, right, are going out with all of the tools, all of the training, and the best positive or the best possible uh, energy that they can um, so that they can kind of hit the ground running and already have a great opportunity for engagement. And so the first thing that we did at Widener, right, was, um, you know, I, I looked at my staff and I, I realized that, listen, the, my customers are my staff. And so what am I doing for them, right, as, as they go on to, to deal with their customers? And so, um, you know, you're selling your department and, and you need to be a good salesperson as well. So I really looked at all the policies. We had a lot of policies in place that were very restrictive uh, that dictated, you know, where they had to be, when they had to be calling out in and out for buildings, guard tracking, all that kind of stuff that, that really forced them to be doing busy work um, because we cared so much about, you know, randomizing patrol and just being in buildings and less about actual engagement um, during those patrols. Um, and, you know, they, they made the workplace really rigid, really overly critical. Um, there was kind of a, a negative morale. And so the first thing I did was eliminate those policies. Um, I reconfigured the patrol standards, which empowered officers uh, to take control of the way that they patrolled um, and responded to incidents and calls for service. And we, we got a gigantic morale boost from that. And we also had a great opportunity, right, to train them on how to handle those things effectively. You know, then, then we looked at, well, let's look at the officer themselves. And so a lot of the big problems with uh, departments is that they're very militaristic. And so their grooming standards kind of uh, wash out any kind of uh, officer individuality. 
Um, and so we wanted to eliminate that. So, uh, you know, it's important for our customers that they don't just see a uniform, but they see the person who is wearing it. Um, we want them to establish an immediate connection with them over some aspect of that personal um, appearance. And so we relax all of our grooming standards. Um, we allowed officers to grow facial hair, show appropriate tattoos, uh, change their hair color, and allow female officers to, to wear their hair in a fashion that they preferred. Um, you know, a lot of uh, individuals will look at that and say, well, well, where's the professionalism or so forth? And, uh, you know, my answer to that, it, quite frankly, is professional for who? Um, we're, we're being professional for the students, right? We are, uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I've, I've personally observed the student walk and be like, oh my God, I love your ink on your forearm, you know, like, and, and, and then they start talking about that tattoo, but that's a personal connection that we just established. And now that that student now knows, hey, I know that person, not because they're campus safety, but because, uh, you know, that's that's Jason with the awesome tattoos. Um, we also implemented a motivational leadership model. Um, so it's important that we recognize that our our own staff have their own goals, their own career trajectories, the, the things that they like and dislike about the job. Um, and so we empowered our supervisors and taught our supervisors how to how to ask those questions, how to determine what those things are. Uh, every single employer review every year now asks the question, what motivates you to do your best work? Um, and so then it's the supervisor's responsibility to provide that motivation throughout the year. If an officer indicates, hey, listen, I love athletic events. I love being able to watch basketball and baseball and things like that. Well, guess what? We have to work athletic events. So we'll absolutely utilize you, right, to, to work those athletic events. And now that officer loves coming in and doing what they're doing. We created better communication between the staff um, and leaders to increase employee satisfaction and achieve what those individual goals are. If an officer is here and they say, listen, I, I really wanna become a police officer. I, I plan on being out of here in one or two years. Excellent, that sounds great. Instead of trying to retain an individual, let's, let's give them all of the tools that they need to be successful in their life. Because then for the one to two years that we have them, they're 10 times more, more satisfied with the work that they're actually doing and providing. And we're actually, we're, we're working well with them. So we created a new officer and supervisor training program um, that focuses heavily on customer centricity as an equal priority as safety. Um, and then some other, other implementations that we did were, uh, you know, letters of recognition, fun games on patrol and, the, and in the office, you know, bulletin boards and, you know, who am I quizzes and, uh, you know, picture hunts and scavenger hunts and things like that. We had to stay very busy uh, during during COVID when there's no one on campus. So uh, the other thing, right, was is we created, the whole point of all of this, right, was to create a really extremely fun and relaxing place to work. Um, our staff morale has skyrocketed. Uh, staff come in happy and, and they're ready to engage. And, and when your staff come in excited and happy every single day, imagine the kind of energy that they're bringing to the community when they go on patrol, when they answer calls, when they're put in these high stress situations. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember your staff are salespeople. Take care of them first, and they'll be ready to deploy the same customer centricity um, that you want them to at the institution. And that's more important now than it has been in a long time with so many people resigning and leaving their job post. And I wanted to go back and just make a quick comment about what you're talking about with grooming, where it, it sounds, I feel like people might hear it and sound like that's not like a big thing, but I think people seeing themselves reflected or represented in police or someone who is, you know, keeping them safe and responsible for their safety. It just makes them feel more comfortable. I feel like in a lot of ways. And also, like you said, if you can relate to someone who has tattoos, like conversations at campus police might not have had if they hadn't seemed 
approachable in a certain way just opens up so many conversations with students that might not have been had if that weren't the case. That's great. And uh, so on to the second principle, which is delivering customer service. And there's an overlap in what we're discussing, I'm sure, but can you speak yeah. to that a little bit? Yeah. So, so once you have the foundation, once you've built your team to be this high energy, high morale, uh, high functioning team, right now it's time to launch them upon the community. Um, but there's a couple of things right in law enforcement that we always have to overcome barriers wise um, that, that we really wanted to look at too. So the first thing for us was the uniform. Um, and so we had kind of an older style uniform. The pants were the same kind of pants that the local police department used. The vehicle graphics were the same vehicle graphics of the state state police. The uh, or similar colors, right? Similar style. Um, the the shirts were the bright yellow security looking shirts. We just we didn't look approachable, right? We looked like a law enforcement or a standard security. Um, and so the first thing that we did was that we changed uniforms, right? We, we spoke with officers, we spoke with students, we spoke with staff. You know, what is it about the current uniform or the visualization of the officer that you don't like or that doesn't make them approachable? Um, what we found out from our staff was actually pretty remarkable that the materials, right, solid polyester um, was, was horrible. They had multiple different pieces of garments because they just weren't functioning right in all sorts of weathers and conditions. Female officers were complaining about comfortability because there's no female cut sizes for for pants and shirts and jackets and so they were wearing male uh fitted fitted clothing um they you know they didn't they didn't use university colors um and uh students complained primarily that they weren't able to see with a clip on uh badge names uh what who the officer was or if they were wearing a jacket they wouldn't see it um and so we immediately went to a uniform vendor we created a new uniform that utilizes the university's colors um big big bold name badge um, that's on both the, the jacket and on the, the uniform shirt itself. Uh, materials that that make sense given in the climate that we work in. Um, you know, we have we have khaki pants, and so we're really going for this business casual approach. Um, and and a lot of it, right, has been overwhelmingly uh, satisfied officer-wise, staff-wise on patrol. They've, they're 10 times more comfortable walking around, which means that instead of driving around, they're now actually walking and engaging uh, the students. Um, students have also been overjoyed with the ability to see someone walking around in their university colors, and, and they can identify campus safety much easier now. We also did the patrol vehicles. We completely redesigned all the vehicles that are in full wrap now. Uh, that was a really fun design by University Relations um, that has the mascots on them. Students have, have fallen in love with them. Um, we took a look at our department logo, right? So the logo on screen here is what the new logo is, and it's the new patch on all the uniforms. Had that completely redesigned to be fresh and new, utilizing Old Main, um, which is the kind of pinnacle building on campus. Um, as I said before, right, we, we changed the individual officer appearance so that they can start, you know, looking a little bit more uh, like themselves. We increased our visibility around campus. So we changed our shifts, hours on our afternoon and overnight shift to 10 hour shifts. And what this allowed was a decent amount of overlap between the 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. time period, which we identified through some analytics was our highest uh, crime time period. And so it, it moved our officer staffing from seven to eight officers or nine officers on per shift to now during that time period, you have close to 20 plus officers that are walking around on campus during those peak crime hours. Um, we instituted new practices where staff are constantly engaging with everyone they come across. Um, we tell all of our staff, listen, it's as simple as, good morning, how are you today? Even if an individual's on their phone or they have their AirPods in and they're not paying attention, it doesn't matter, right? You never know how uh, just that one, hey, how are you could change uh, an entire individual's day. 
some other examples, right? So we create, I created a, uh, an assistant director of campus safety technology and campus engagement position. That's a, that's a long one, but uh, that, you know, the position is pivotal uh, with, with all of our technology with CCTV, but primarily right in campus engagement. And so Alice and Taddy in that position has done an incredible job, right? By, by starting to roll out our, our delivering of this customer model. Um, by, by going to as many students events as possible, just go, just, just have people go, have officers just participate. We're not there as campus safety. We're just there as people who want to have fun and learn more about whatever the club or organization is doing. You know, that evolved into, you know, working with student groups to host activities, things like uh, doing s'mores at a winter fest, or, um, you know, let's, let's work together on this one item and launch it together. And now it's evolved into us just creating our own activities from which we uh, offer the campus community. The most significant one that we that we did was during COVID when we actually had students on campus. Students would be quarantined for two weeks uh, in a quarantine residence hall. No contact with the outside world whatsoever, unless it was through, uh, you know, and through Zoom or through phone calls. Um, and so what we did is we created a Campus Safety Cares program and launched that. And so we've made uh, little home packages, right, with uh, baked goods and coloring, you know, adult coloring sheets and pens and little succulents that said COVID sucks on it. And, and we delivered these to all of the students that are there just to remind students, hey, we're here, we care about you. We know that it's a hard time right now without that human interaction, um, but we're here. And here's the numbers to call us if you ever just wanna talk, if you ever just wanna connect. Um, and, and it worked out really well with our students. We have to engage the customer where they are. And uh, all of our customers right now, students-wise, are virtual. Um, so we created a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, and a LinkedIn. Uh, account and we're also working on a TikTok account currently. We're trying to figure out how to roll that out properly. <laughs> and, and so our handle is uh, at Safety Widener for all of those locations. I highly encourage everyone to go and take a look at all the fun activities that we do um, and, and feel free to steal the ideas and use them on your own campus. Um, we created all of those in August of 2020 and uh, since that launch we've had over 100,000 views um, across the platforms on all of our content. Uh, we have to meet the students where they are. Right. Um, Couple of final things with the, with delivering customer service. So, so being customer centric isn't always about sacrifice on, on your behalf as well. So I, I co-chaired a committee over the summer on changing the entire parking program, right? We eliminated all the parking permits and uh, scoped them down to just two, an 18 hour and a 24 hour uh, with different rates. And uh, by doing that, you know, we worked with student government association and community student association and a graduate student association to, to gather up their ideas and, and reformat it. Since we've launched that, um, we are currently at $80,000 in additional revenue, revenue above our highest grossing year ever. Um, and so it shows that sometimes just taking a customer-centric approach, providing what it is that they need, um, it, can, it can benefit you as well um, and, and the rest of the institution. So the biggest thing that skill-wise we try to get our officers to walk away from uh, the training with is uh, three skills, observation, curiosity, and initiative. Um, with observations, we need our officers to walk around, not just pigeonholed on the task at hand, but looking more at a broader perspective uh, from the customer's viewpoint. Um, you know, see the problems, uh, we, we see the problems every day and most people just write it off as that's not our job. Well, everything is our job in our department. And so it may not be your job to fix it, but it's at least your job to report it. Um, and so we want officers to observe things that are wrong in the community from a customer perspective or unattractive. 
Um, and then the second thing is just be curious about it, right? We need you to go out, not only recognize the issue, but see if there's anything that you can do to fix it right then and there. Ask a question, right? Investigate it further. And then take initiative, right? Um, it's, it's, it's the smallest amount of effort to just take a little bit of initiative to quickly resolve that or bring it to the individuals uh, who can resolve the problem for you. That it doesn't have to be extra, right? You know, it doesn't have to be this big arduous thing. It could be something as simple as you're walking around campus and you see one of the little yard signs advertising something for the campus that's knocked over from the wind or it's bent. Just just make it right. It looks it looks nicer when it's right instead of all messed up. Or you know, you see an empty bottle or a wrapper on the ground, pick it up. Um, throw it in the trash. Yes, we understand that there are people uh, who's hired to do those jobs. But right now that bottle or that wrapper is negatively affecting the current or future customer opinions about the cleanliness of campus. And you can remedy that right then and there, right? With just that little bit of effort um, to do so. And so we're teaching our, our staff to walk around campus in that mindset. Um, and the other thing that's helped is, is we've had our staff go on admission tours, right? Really understand what's going on. How are they selling the institution? What does prospective customers look like or, or, or look at when they're on their tour so that we can better offer those services? I like the discussion of, I feel like obviously we cover campus safety it, all day, but I, like, I feel like I never hear it from the perspective of thinking of it as a business and the students as a customer. It's just a unique perspective because I feel like it does take a, a unique officer to be on a college campus because they need to be thinking with that in mind, I just think there are certain perspectives that, that they have to have and unique capabilities that they need to be effective on a, on a college campus or even in a K through 12 campus, so. Yeah, absolutely. And these principles aren't meant just for campus safety. It can be applied to any department at any institution, right? Everybody has a customer of some way, shape or form. Doesn't matter what position you hold, you have a customer. Mm -hmm. And so you can, if you really start to think about who that customer is, and how you can provide better service, you're gonna provide better service just because you thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the third principle we were gonna talk about is ongoing improvement and how important is that to you and your team and what does that look like? Again, some of this might be overlapping, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so so the one thing I think everyone, uh, any of my colleagues would, would admit to is that we've all heard at one point in our careers, well, that's how we've always done it. Um, and so that's the number one thing that should alert to you. Hey, we really need to look into that. If that's how you've always done it, I guarantee there's a better way to do it now. Um, and so, you know, the exciting thing about being in higher ed um, is that you get a new group of customers every year. Um, the, the challenge with that, right, is that uh, th that also comes with new, new, you know, expectations, new opportunities and engagements. Um, so you can't really became, become stagnant in your approach to engagement. You have to develop constant information gathering practices to understand what the new customer really focuses on um, so that you can provide it. You have to remain agile. Um, and, you know, nothing is cookie cutter. Everything is a custom experience for that individual. Uh, so you have to constantly be meeting with student leaders and student groups. You have to be monitoring social media posts. Um, and, you know, with social media, the biggest thing that I try to tell people is, is that you need constant engagement. You need to focus more on breadth of content rather than depth. Um, the, the, the wider that you can get, the more people that you're likely to engage versus going really deep into anything and have fun with it. Don't be doing just informational stuff. We do a lot of fun, meet the team people or meet the, meet the staff, uh, oppose all sorts of, of great fun. Um, consistent training with staff and, and, and staff huddles and staff exercises to sharpen hope and hone in their skills. And then consistent, consistent assessment of our customer service. 
you know, those conversations um, never can never end. You constantly have to be meeting with student groups, staff groups, faculty groups to really understand, right, where you can improve or how the customer has changed and maybe they want something new. Um, but at the end of the day, listen, the formula is simple. Um, ask the customer what they want, then provide that in something more. Um, you should always be trying to exceed, exceed expectations. Um, if you establish the first two principles that I talked about, which, which there was a lot there, um, but if you can establish those first two principles in the right way, um, principle number three comes pretty easy because you're already going to have the processes in place where you'll be getting constant feedback from your customers on what they want. But then the fun part is just trying to figure, find a way to provide it. Yeah. Well, what's the saying? The only constant is change, right? right. So people just got, no one likes change, but you just got to get used to it. Like you're trying to do TikTok. I'm sure that's not. Yeah. Oh, we're having a blast. We're having a blast figuring it all yeah. out and working it all out. So. Yeah. I guess it, dep it depends on the person to me. That sounds, <laughs> I wouldn't be the one on your team volunteering for the TikTok, but. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, it's funny too, because I, I, I have to lead by example, right? Like I have to show the team exactly what I'm talking about. And so, you know, when we rolled out the new training program with myself and my uh, associate director, Kevin Rayport, we're the ones who did that. Um, you know, we, we have to show them what we're talking about. If I'm saying we need to have a TikTok, I need to be on TikTok, right? And I, I need to be consuming that content and understanding that content. Do I like to be on camera in that way? No, I'd much rather be the person behind the scenes, but you know what, I have to step up because I'm asking my staff to step up. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's important to, to just get out of your comfort zone a little bit and have fun.